Good morning, everyone. So a few people are still trickling in. So while we're waiting for them, we can start sending out loving kindness, activate our Sangha field. We're not just squares on a computer screen. We are actual people sending out actual good intentions, activating this Sangha, you can see. Sure to breathe in every now and then. Some people can be breathing it in. Thank you, Sangha. Thank you for being here. Couldn't do it without you. Then taking some of that joy you feel and offering it back out. You can take whatever flowers are blooming in your area of the world and take some of those petals and sprinkle it on the people down below you. See if you can get some off to the side. That side. And Big bouquets. Ah. <laughs> ah, a little lightness, a little silliness, good intentions, kind intentions. Oh, in today's practice, we're going to, um, at least just in this session, this morning, to guide us in a practice to remind us some about the samadhi we're developing, this resting and contentment and having some, inviting some sukha into our heart, mind, and body. That's that settled happiness. So we want to practice in a way where that's possible. And then in that settled happiness, we don't become too adrift. We can sit up in the happiness and actually intend loving kindness. Our minds wander and we don't get frustrated with that because that wouldn't be loving kindness. Forgive that wandering mind. Oh mind, you're so active. Look at you being so creative. But I'm actually hoping we can align back with this loving-kindness intention and see if you, how long you can sustain it without getting attached to the sustaining. So you encourage uh, wholeheartedness, some sustaining of that, and then watch if you can be satisfied with just doing this one simple thing. And that's actually something we have to teach ourselves. We have to teach ourselves that there is a deep well of satisfaction in doing one simple thing, but our scattered mind doesn't know that. Otherwise, it would do it more often. But we have a chance here to build on a momentum of many days of practice and start to feel what it's like to take a deeper breath than we have because our bodies are relaxed a little bit more. And then start to feel like, wow, I really have this beautiful, steady loyalty that I can offer myself and offer others. At times, it comes in waves, but it's more often that I can be gently loyal to myself, to the easy beings around me. As Bonnie guided us yesterday, we can extend that out further to our neighborhood, people around us that we don't yet have big opinions about, the one or two people remaining in your neighborhood that you don't have an opinion about, who are not easy or difficult people already. 
hunting for a neutral person. <laughs> nope, I already have an opinion about you. Damn. <laughs> That's not usually a really dug in opinion. It's just, well, there's that person. I'm, I'm recognize them. This is the person who, you know, makes my coffee when I go out for coffee, or this is the person who is at the register. And it's like, this is getting to know people and then practicing that. It's actually a really fun way to practice loving kindness is out in the world with people you've never met and just doing kind of quiet, stealth, loving kindness. Like, I'm behind you in the grocery line and it is a slow one. So I'm just going to do loving kindness for this neutral person in front of me that I don't know that well. And pretty soon they're not that neutral. Pretty soon they're like, sorry, I love you. You're no longer neutral. <laughs> I just don't know you that well. And that's what that category is for, is to practice going out further. So we can extend those practices and don't feel like you should, because then anytime you add a should to practice, it becomes willful or it can become willful. So mostly we're looking at a through line of loving kindness for ourselves, for an easy being, starting the fire, making sure that it's growing, and then spreading the warmth uh, where possible. So I'm guessing that through the day, and hopefully after the retreat, you have a very simple, steady practice of loving kindness for yourself, for your body, for this experienced being, this psychological being in your system, for the ones that are around you, ones that are easy, and then extending to the ones where it's not difficult. That's a good foundational practice. And then today, we're going to use a building wisdom, courage, steadiness, to open up to beings in our lives where the hard is hard. A hard, sorry, the heart is hard. So this is called the difficult category. And we eventually want to get to all beings. And we can't truly get to all beings if there's a whole bunch of beings in those, in that all beings that we're holding some resentment towards or defensiveness towards. So maybe building off of compassion that John shared and building off of equanimity and building off of the forgiveness that Christina shared. Not all those practices, because that would be maybe 12 tools in your hands, and that could be a lot to juggle, but just the, the heart intuition that I don't want to bear the poison of this resentment. I don't want to have these, these the weight of the defensiveness. If this person's not currently hurting me, then I can practice some forgiveness and even offer that being kindness. Now it's not necessarily like upfront friendliness, let's have dinner every day and tell me everything going on in your life or all the reasons you resent me. Um, that probably wouldn't be skillful. When we open up to difficult people, it really is so that we are less toxic. And what you want to replace that with is not defenselessness, but having wisdom as the defense or having your own kind heart as a defense. 
Buddha said, uh, your heart can be like a jar of water, a big jar of water, that you fill it till it's brimming. And then if somebody comes along with some bad energy, they pour it in and it spills right over because the jar is so full of kindness that it's hard to add to it. Or another image he gave is a heart strong and loving kindness can be like an oak door that you throw a ball of yarn at and the oak door doesn't even register. Not that it's hard, but that it's not impressed by the ball of yarn. If our hearts aren't full of loving kindness, they can be very um, agitated by other people's energy, other people's uh, states of mind. So the more we fill ourselves up, the more we walk through the world with our own kindness. And so when we work with the category of difficult beings, we're going to that area in our lives, that area in our hearts, where we do feel resentment, where we do feel defensiveness, and maybe it's entangled with our own shame and vulnerability and how we felt uh, wrongly engaged or harmed. And it's not to forgive that action. It's not, it's not so like, I'm letting it go, you can do what you want. It's that I don't want to carry around the toxicity of how I'm defending myself. I often, uh, my heart's more willing to forgive and work with difficult people if I say, there's still accountability, and I'm not emptying this bowl of accountability. So I'll still measure whether there's a need for accountability and a need for some distance. So those are not in question. But beyond appropriate distance and beyond accountability, do I want to cook my heart, as Christine was saying yesterday, holding the resentments? So this is just some encouragement how to approach difficult people. With this category of difficult beings, in this metta practice, you want to start with the easy difficult beings before you go to the difficult difficult beings. So this is a metta progression. You want to start with the easiest easiest being and then go to the middle easiest being and then go to the difficult easiest being and then go to the easiest neutral person and then the most neutral neutral person. So we, we want, it's like putting a log on a fire. If it's a little twig fire, you can't put a big whole log on it. But once you actually get fire going, you can add only any, you can add any fuel you want. And it's likely to be the topic or it's likely to help with the fire, not put the fire out. And that takes a little shopping around your mind, a little interviewing like, okay, Who's an easy, difficult being? Like, oh, I know the difficult, difficult beings. Okay. I'm not going to experiment with the difficult, difficult beings because I turn my attention to them and I get resentful. And then I doubt myself in the practice and I wonder if the retreat has worked. And like, okay, I, I could do that. But what's an easy, difficult being? So that's something you want to shop around for. It might be a friend that you know you love, but right now you're in an argument. So you could see their good side, but there is some difficulty happening. That might be an interesting way to say, I still wish you safety. Oh, you're right. In back of my mind, I've actually been wishing you some harm. I let that go. I wish you safety. 
And I've been hoping you've had a bad day so you would reform your day, your ways, but that's not really how that happens. So no, I do wish you happiness. And you're right. I wish you health. I've been kind of wishing something bad would happen to you in the back of my mind, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. So I wish you safety. I wish you happiness, peacefulness. I wish you health. And I do wish you true ease in the world. Not the way you have been going about it. <laughs> like, okay, ah, I caught that. Okay, it's not up to me to figure out how you have ease in the world. But I wish you true ease in the world. Everybody behaves better when they have true ease in the world. So I've been doing this with a lot of politicians in the last, let's say, four and a half years. Uh, whenever I find my heart getting angry or getting... Anger is not the problem, but anger so... Anger can turn into meanness. And that's really what we're trying to get rid of out of our system is ill will. Not to stoke and be the home of ill will. And that can be different from anger. Anger can be a need for justice. And it tastes like anger. But actually, the heart can be open and run a certain type of holding one's ground and maybe speaking harshly. But it's different when it turns into hate or where you really wish harm on this person. That's where the mind has gotten uh, diluted by anger. When you wish harm and somehow harm looks like the right thing, that would be the best thing if harm came to these people. Yeah, they need some type of like justice and justice would look like them being harmed or them being grief stricken or them being defeated in life or... So if you're stoking that in your heart, it's a false sense of empowerment that somehow your heart, my heart, stoking this ill will is going anywhere good. So that's when we start courageously welcoming the heart to let go of ill will, to let go. Might involve some forgiveness, might involve, I just don't want to hate you. Uh, it's a beautiful quote by Martin Luther King Jr. when he says, let nobody drag you down so low that you would hate them or that you would lose contact with your love. So we, we can be inspired by that. At least we have the compass heading and then we get into the real territory and you notice, wow, a lot of stuff comes up. If you get overwhelmed, you can say, Okay, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to back off a little bit, come back to my body, simplify. It might take a few minutes to kind of uh, air out your being while you are trying to send loving kindness to a difficult being and you come back to wherever you can regroup. And then slowly, your heart is oriented when it comes to difficult beings. One last tip is that... <clears throat> Every being that's born, no matter who they become later on, was a very innocent newborn. And every adult version of a newborn is an echo of the childhood they had, both 
by the family they were in and the circumstances around them. And almost any adult that's causing pain has a storyline of pain. Right? It looks like some people had it made and therefore it's, it's, they are a bad person if they are an adult and causing harm. If you scratch the surface, anytime you get a chance to know somebody deeper, you can realize any harm we cause in our adulthood is the outgrowth of pain in our childhood. So for that, you can go to people that you're currently frustrated with and just imagine you were young once and innocent and I can offer you safety, kindness, I can offer you uh, good intentions, but yes, I'm not going to be near you if that's possible. And yes, there is some accountability I'm still trying to figure out. But in the meantime, I'm not going to stoke uh, the wish for ill will. If this is not the time, or if you get there and your heart says, no, I, I don't want to work, I don't want to do this, and you patiently see if there's an opening, it's really not the right time. It's not the right time to try to connect to someone where there's been harm. And the heart still wants to be protected by a defense. I've learned to respect that. Um, I'd say that's where my heart is right now. You know, taking seven years to forgive somebody for a betrayal. It's like, are you ready, heart? Nope. Not yet. Okay. It's painful. Yeah. And then seven years later, yeah, I'm ready to forgive them. It's like, oh, thank you. That will be better for both of us. But that was quite a journey to get to the place where I could forgive. Really painful betrayal. So with that said, let's take a posture that's comfortable. Recognize that our animal body is a friend. We all live with one companion animal, and that's our human body. We all could little, put a little vest on when we fly that says companion animal or service human. <laughs> it would make us more conscious that this body we're in, it's a friend. And so let's find a posture that allows the body to know some ease. As much as is possible. Many bodies struggle to know even a little bit of ease, but it's really not the body's fault. It's the body going through hardship. So as much as possible, letting the body be comfortable welcoming a friendly, kind, and patient attitude towards having a body. Find your breath within your body. Find the lived experience of your body through sensations. Just as we are right now in this simple, 
expression of ourselves. To the one who is sitting here, may I be safe and protected. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy and strong. And may I live at ease in this world. Starting simply just for the simple being being here. Now we can try some of those supports for Samadhi. Allow yourself to be only offering love to yourself. One simple intention, one direction, just to the being here. I feel my breath. May I have a kind attitude. I wish myself well. And if this morning you're struggling with body pain or you're tired or something upsetting emotionally, you can intone your friendliness with the fragrance of compassion. And as you breathe in and out, say, I care about you. I recognize your struggle. I'm here with you.
and see if you can practice in a way that welcomes happy contentedness in the style of how you're practicing. Without losing the clarity of your intention. While I breathe in and breathe out. Happily contented. Wholehearted. In immersing myself. Inviting absorption into loving kindness for the simple heart, mind, and body. only looking to absorb in one sincere breath at a time or one sincere phrase or in one felt moment of relaxed kindness towards ourselves. And we're looking to see if we can repeat that or extend it without setting ourselves up for frustration. This is a deep foundational practice, present, intimate contact with yourself that has the taste of kindness and patience. And whenever that's established, where you feel it flowing some, you can bring up to heart and mind an easy being 
to care for, to share this friendly warmth with. So you can just use the breathing to stabilize you and the embodiment. Felt sense of this being or an image of them. And while breathing in and out, sharing warmth with them. Wishing you safety and protection. Happiness and peace. Health and strength. I wish you a way to live that's easy in the world so that you have ease. May you live with ease. And then what's it like to absorb your heart in the simple caring for one other being? Getting moments of feeling gently absorbed, content, steady, Just this one thing, wishing another well, and seeing if that can be the source of your contentment. mind wanders, and we gently bring it back to this simple mission, one breath at a time, one phrase at a time, simple streaming moments of wishing someone well and sharing your heart's warmth. 
Now we can see what it's like to open our attention and include beings we don't know very well. Maybe we can hardly picture them, but we have a sense of them. Our neighbors that live two or three houses away. People we pass or outside of our house. Somebody, somebody you recognize from errands you run. Works at a store, a grocery store, cafe, a bookstore. Let's see if we can be focused and content. Oh, I wish them well. May they be safe and protected. May they be happy and peaceful. May they be healthy and strong. May they live with ease. Maybe they're easier to send loving kindness to because we don't have strong opinions. Maybe the mind wanders a little bit because it's harder to tune into them. We practice in a way where we can taste some gentle contentment. It will support us returning back to this noble intention that we would take time to care about beings we hardly know. And you, on other parts of the day, could soak here as much as you wanted. 
and explore this category, inviting yourself to be immersed, to be absorbed and caring for beings that we put in a neutral category. You see, they don't say neutral for long. So what we mean by neutral is we don't know them that well. We don't encounter them that often. And now let's open our hearts to acknowledge we know of difficult people. It's not that they are difficult people, but our heart has a difficult relationship with them. The heart is defensive, it's judgmental. It dreams of changing them, dreams that they could be different. It's fearful of them. And so maybe your heart goes magnetically right to the most difficult person. And if we do that, the loving kindness will be difficult to access. So you might come a little closer to beings that you know you care about, but right now there's some difficulty in the channel of the relationship. There is some judgment. There is some fear. The wandering mind dreams of how things could change. This is where equanimity and loving kindness might work together. We can use an equanimity phrase. This is how it is right now. It is like this. You're experiencing some difficulty. But for my own emotional integrity and my own emotional health, I don't wish you harm. I hope and I wish that you are safe. I wish you peacefulness. I wish you health and strength. that your life not get harder with pain and suffering, emotional and physical. And I wish you ease. See if that's a place your heart can breathe, build intuition, 
I am letting go of my ill will. And I'll figure out how to have an appropriate relationship with you. But I'm not going to engage in hatred, in stoking my ill will. I'll find empowerment in other ways. I don't wish bad things happen to you. Just for the sake of your suffering. And sometimes with difficult people, it's not necessarily we get all the way to warmth. We just lower the temperature, the toxicity of the hatred. It's a suffering state inside of us, seeking to feel better. That's what how ill will draws us in, thinking we're feeling better. We're running toxicity inside of ourselves, and so with this being, I let go of my ill will. I let go of my hatred. I let go of my immaturity of wishing bad things happen to you. And I see if I can actually send kindness. May you be safe as you drive. May you know the deep happiness of good friendship. May you not be challenged by illness. And may you live with ease. this point, I would recommend bringing your own hand up to your heart because being embodied, not up in the mind so much, but being embodied is one way that we can feel a little more stable, not so lost up in the intellectual or conceptual mind. Maybe we need to settle back at this point come back to our own bodies. Now we practice loving kindness for ourselves, for as we actually are right now. Compassion, if any part of us got stirred up, in our emotional world, energy world, physical world. You can also say to yourself, I'm not abandoning me. I'm my friend. So when I stop hating somebody, 
Don't worry, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to figure out how to be loyal, to be embodied, to cultivate my own safety and happiness. Sometimes that reconnection is important when we soften some of our defenses. And we can learn again that loving kindness becomes a kind of defense, but not a contracted defense. It's just a safer way to be, along with wisdom and equanimity and embodiment. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.